In today's episode, I'm going to be looking at Cole Anthony of North Carolina, a point guard scouting profile for the 2020 NBA draft. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. Are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today it is another 2020 NBA draft scouting profile. We're looking at Cole Anthony of UNC. So let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look at some vision of Cole a guy that came in really, really highly regarded out of high school and didn't really live up to that expectation in college. Let's get the basics of Anthony. He's a six foot three point guard. He probably plays a little bit smaller than that. Wingspan's not great. Um, yeah, only six three and a half, so he's basically an even uh, an even wingspan. So not not great length in that end. He's not super large, one hundred eighty four pounds. He is. Uh, he's just turned twenty years of age. So he's going to be 20 when the NBA season starts. A little bit older than some of these guys, not massively, but a little bit older than guys like Lamelo and Anthony Edwards. And he had struggled a little bit uh, coming into North Carolina as their point guard. Now, let's get this out of the way straight away. North Carolina's team, um, there were issues with it. They had uh, problems in terms of spacing. They played two bigs the majority of the time. And I think that had a really significant impact on what Anthony was able to do. So when we look at some of the numbers he put up, um, they're not, they're far from ideal. Like they're, they're not good, they're not good numbers um, in, in a lot of areas. And But a large proportion of that, I think can be uh, attributed to the, the North Carolina system. So let, let's talk about those numbers before we get too much into it. He played 35 minutes in his 22 games. He did have a knee injury, which limited his playing time or limited his games played but shot only 38% from the field. And that's never a number that we want to see. 38% is not a good shooting number. But encouragingly, 35% from three on six and a half attempts per game. He also went 75% from the line, and that was on six attempts. So got to the line at a pretty decent rate as well. He was relatively high usage, 30% usage. He averaged, impressively, six rebounds per game, or 5.7. He is a very, very strong rebounder as a point guard. Really good. Only four assists, 0.3 blocks, 1.3 steals. He averaged 3.5 turnovers, so his assist-to-turnover and his assist-to-usage ratio is really, really low. But 18.5 points, six and four. So 18.5, six and four is what he averaged. So on your traditional box score numbers, they're okay. A true shooting of just 50%. Um, is not good at all. His PIPM was down at 3.17, which was fairly low in this class. For uh, reference, yeah, the leader in PIPM in college was Xavier Tillman at plus 8.22. So we're seeing him down pretty significantly on guys like that. Guys like Devin Vassell is plus 6. Um, Cassius Winston plus 6. Uh, Obi Toppin plus 6.9. Uh, Kongwu plus 7.2. Um, so a, a number of other draftable players have significant higher numbers in that impact metric. But again, some of it is to do with the players that Cole was playing alongside at North Carolina. Now, 
yeah, what what do we make of of what he did in terms of the shooting numbers? Because they are rough. Thirty five percent from three though is okay. Forty one percent of his shots came from three, and that's a decent a decent ratio. A free throw attempt rate of thirty seven percent is also pretty good. I think he can be a passable NBA shooter. <clears throat> There's a couple of things we need to look at though with him. He did. I think he didn't get to the rim as much as we would have liked. His finishing there wasn't ideal. Uh, his two-point shooting was horrible, and so much of that was shot selection. But then how much of that shot selection query with Anthony do we put into him and him taking the bad shots deliberately or him being forced into those bad shots because there was no space anywhere because there was two bigs in the paint and teams were sagging off and he just didn't have the space to operate where in the NBA he's going to have a lot more room to create to create for himself and to get those shots off and maybe that doesn't result in him taking these really poor step back jumpers and you know poor finishes around the rim cuz his, his rim finishing wasn't uh wasn't all that strong either. Uh, he was at just 8 of 27 at the rim, which is clearly, that's in half-court uh, uh, play. That's clearly uh, no, no, not a good number. Yeah, that's that's 30% finishing. It's a horrible, horrible number. And most of his shooting uh, was pretty poor. Now, he didn't take a huge amount of mid-ranges, but he didn't convert those at a super high rate. But that finishing is, is a horrible, horrible number. But... In college, so in high school, I thought he finished at a much higher level. Of course, it's a different game, but he had more. He looked to have more burst, more pop, more uh, more bounce in that area, and finished at, at a different uh, at a different region uh, or at a different level. So that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Uh, they did in high school, so it gives me some faith that if the floor is spaced out a little bit more for Cole, he will be able to push in there and he will be able to finish at more of a higher rate than what he did. Um, you, you just w- would hope that that's able to translate. And that, that's the big question mark here, I believe, with Cole Anthony. There's no question mark, though, when you're buying parts for your car. The place that you want to go is rockauto.com. You don't want to go to your local auto store and they have a limited range and they have different prices for the professionals and for do-it-yourselfers like yourself. Rockauto.com, same price for everybody. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area in April 1st, 2024. All right. So 
the, the scoring. I, I think Anthony, when we look at how he can translate into the NBA, I think he can be a solid enough three-point shooter, a mid to high 30s three-point shooter on decent enough volume, 40, 45% three-point volume, I think is probably realistic. He needs to eliminate the bad two-point shots. He needs to eliminate the... Um, the horrible uh, decision-making in terms of some of the shot selection. But there's an, enough there to make me think that that will change a little bit in the NBA. He'll get some higher quality looks. He'll have a much... Uh, and look, North Carolina shot 29% from three as a team. So there's no spacing on that squad whatsoever. And so much focus was put towards Anthony. And it obviously had an impact. And those finishing numbers, I think they're a little anomalous. And I expect those to increase. Rebounding, we've talked about already. Really strong rebounder. And that does have some value for him in terms of fantasy value. A strong rebounding guard is always a bonus. He's a pretty good rim protector as well for a guard. Um, not that the numbers necessarily show that, just 0.3 blocks. But I, I think that he's got some ability to do that defensively. I really think that he, he can be yeah, pretty strong. An opponent shot just 39% when he was defending them. So that's a, a pretty good number. I think he can do some pretty decent pick and roll type defense. I think he can slide well. I think there's a lot of potential, not for him to be an elite, elite defender, but definitely not to be a bad defender and probably to be a good to decently good defender. I, I think there's an ability there for Cole to be able to do that. The, the big question marks are going to be the shooting, right? Can he... It be more efficient? Can he finish at the rim? That is one of the number one con concerns. Can he take the right shots and not closely guarded, step back, double teamed uh, two-pointers in from the mid-range? Can he avoid those sort of shots? The one thing that I have a worry about with Cole Anthony is the passing. He is a point guard. He averaged four assists per game. Right now, we can talk about the team and North Carolina and the lack of offensive threats, the lack of spacing and how much he's being forced to do. And all of that is correct. And that probably does reduce his assist numbers somewhat. But he still is not an elite passer. His vision is below par for the position. And that is a, that will never change. I don't think that players can really learn to become great passers. You see it with Doncic, with uh, with Trey Young. You see the vision of these guys, of course. Guys like LeBron, LaMelo Ball, Lonzo Ball. You see it. Anthony's passing reminds me a little bit like the other Anthony, Anthony Edwards. In that, yes, they can make a basic pass, but can they make a good pass? Can they make a pass that gets blokes open, that confuses the defense, that has people scrambling? And I think at this point, the answer to that is no. And that limits what he can do. So do you have to play him alongside another creator, another ball handler? You might have to. Can he get his passing up to a level of, say, Kemba Walker, Damian Lillard, who are just really score-first point guards whose passing is okay, but nothing spectacular, although they have made some strides, especially Lillard in that area. Can he do that? I'm not convinced that Anthony is able to do that because that is a, uh, a putrid, putrid assist number. Four assists for a bloke that played 35 minutes a game to get just four assists per game. Again, we know the level of the teammates. We know that. But in saying that, Damian Lillard averaged four, four assists per game for Weber State uh, as a uh, senior. He never averaged over four assists per game. And he's able to improve to a, a solid enough level in the NBA. Six, seven, eight assists a game guy at times. So maybe there is something there. I'm just discouraged from seeing Anthony and watching the film and watching his passing of where that uh, where that goes to.
His um, box score plus minus is relatively rough. His PIPM, as I said, was relatively rough. His draft statistical translations, he comes in 40th in Cole, uh, not Cole, this is Cole Anthony, in Jacob Goldstein's uh, model. And he translated horribly in my fantasy translations, 314th. That's yeah, out of the whole NBA if he was to play 30 minutes where he comes in. So they're all concerns. But I do think that we can get, as a full-time point guard, he could be a five and a half assist guy. He could be a six rebound guy pretty easily. He could be a two threes guy. He could be a 17 point scorer. I, I think he's got that scoring ability, but where it fits, does he need that other creator on his team? And then if so, does that mean he is your nominal shooting guard and he does not have the size to guard other positions apart from point guard? He's six three, so he's not small, but his six three wingspan is small. And when you're going up against a 6'6'2 guard, a 6'5'2 guard who's got a 6'9 wingspan, that's real That's real problem territory, I think, for Anthony. So I think defensively, he's smart. He can protect the rim. He's got good explosion, good bounce, good, good ability to get out there and generate some steals as well. But the size, the wingspan, the, the weight, it, it's a bit worrisome to me as to where he goes defensively from here and where he fits in the NBA. Footwork does need some uh, improvement, um, but he's got great strength, great hustle. Not strength, strength in terms of the ability to keep going, motor, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Great hustle, and that that shows in his rebounding. No one will ever criticize Anthony for being lazy, for having a poor work ethic. That is one of the things that is highly respected about him. He is a super strong worker. He will go balls to the wall at all points, and sometimes that can be to your detriment. Hence, some of the poor shot selection because you were going so hard. I've got to do everything. I've got to do this for the team. I've got to go and make these shots. And it's not necessarily in your team's best interest. But again, when you're playing with spuds, um, yeah, sometimes you do have to take those shots. And that won't be the case. From researching him and watching him um, over the last few days, I felt a little bit more... A little bit more confident in, in where he where he sits in the league. Now, I don't think that he is an elite player by any means. I had him going 12th in my latest mock draft. I don't know out of the guys who I've got ahead of him which one I would necessarily have him in front of because the size defensive concerns, the passing concerns, the shot selection concerns. You know, where does that put him? But I look at you know, the, some of the guys I've got ahead of him, Tyrese Halliburton, Isaac Okoro, for example, even Devin Vassell, who I'm pretty high on as a role player with a solid floor. I'm not sure that any of those guys have all-star upside or high-scoring player upside the way that Anthony does. Uh, will he get there? Probably not. But in terms of those guys, Vassell, Halliburton, Okoro... I think they can be really solid contributors who do super important things to help teams win. But in terms of them developing into a 20-point-per-game all-star scoring player, I don't think it's there. Anthony, I think it is there. I think there is a risk that he, if he ever gets there, that it's maybe not all that impactful because of the deficiencies with size defensively and the creation stuff. I think there's real problems with that for Cole. But if you're looking for star upside, the two guys I've got outside my top 10 who could be that player who you draw eyeballs to them, it's him and Obi Toppin who I had 11 and 12. And no one really after that, I think, really fits into that mold. So some of that comes down to where you sit as a team and what you're looking at at that particular spot in the draft. So... Yeah, I think it's pretty clear he's not a top five or top six player in this draft. 
Uh, when we get to seven, things get interesting. That's where in my last mock I had Torres Halliburton going to the Knicks. Cole Anthony to the Knicks, it's not the type of player I think you exactly want next to RJ Barrett, but they could go that direction. They obviously need a point guard. I'm not sure that, that makes the most sense. Uh, next to Kobe White in Chicago. Zach Levine in Chicago. Again, it's a little bit too high usage. Where's the passing from all of those guys? I think that's actually probably not a good fit at all in Chicago. Um, again, but at times you're just looking for best player available. But when the draft is so flat, best player available probably has you know, 15 blokes in that same range and it comes down to preference and that's where fit comes in a little bit more. The Wizards with Cole Anthony, I can see that. I actually think you know, James Wiseman uh, fell down to them in my last mock at number nine, but if he had have gone earlier, I could absolutely see them taking a flyer on him with Beal, who knows if he gets traded, John Wall, how he returns. Right there, backups are you know, Ish Smith at the moment and Shabazz Napier, who knows how long they're around. Yeah, Anthony as a backup one, two, or you know, plays with both of those guys. Beal as the, the bigger sized uh, shooting guard who can handle the ball to take some creation responsibilities away from uh, away from Anthony would be helpful, I think, there as well. And even playing with someone like a Troy Brown, who's a 6'9 small forward, who has a lot of creation ability of his own. So there is some fit there for, uh, for Anthony. So... I am a little bit higher on him now than I was you know, this time last week or this time two weeks ago, but I'm still not sure that I'd necessarily move him up from number 12 on this uh, on this draft board that I had. So you know, what else do we need to look at with, uh, with him? In, in terms of fantasy, it's going to come down to the assists and the field goal percentage as to where he goes. I think there is a risk that he... Well, not a risk, there's a chance that when I'm talking about dynasty rookie ranks versus actual draft position, he'll be a negative there. So he might get picked at pick 12. It'd be a dynasty rank of 14 or 15 because of those concerns. But he also has the upside to push forward because of that scoring ability, that high usage mentality, which is important if you can develop the other skills to go with it, which that's where he needs to come from. He needs to develop those other skills. He needs to develop the, the passing to at least get to a level that's not just you are doing the bare minimum, which is pretty much where I feel he's at at the moment. He needs to get better than that. The finishing, that's probably the... Because that, that, those numbers are horrible. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't buy them, but I think he can be a, a better option there. Now, ideally, I believe Cole Anthony's role is Jordan Clarkson-ish. Your guard that plays 25 minutes off the bench. He's your second unit scoring engine who runs shit who goes out there and puts up a massive usage and keeps the bench unit afloat, plays some solid enough defense guarding ones, has some creation on that bench unit, but mainly he's out there to go and get buckets. Just think of a better version of Carson Edwards, a significantly better version of Carson Edwards. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson is the name that, that really comes to mind there when looking at what sort of player he can be. Better defender than Clarkson. I think he can be anyway. And that rim protection is something that is really, really interesting to me as to if he can get to that level and uh, and you know, even get those block numbers up. That's going to be a key thing for his fantasy value. I think he can yeah, profile to be an 80% free throw shooter as well. He's got to improve that free throw rate and that's going to come by improving his finishing at the rim because the better you finish at the rim, the more confidence you have of getting to the rim and the more likely you are to draw fouls. I think he's going to be a 45% three-point attempt rate guy and hit 36 to 38% of his threes. It's just about getting those two-pointers, which were really, really, really bad this year. Like the two-pointers were at a horrible number. Um, and you know, mainly through to those uh, th through to those um, uh, finishes at the rim. Yeah, that needs to be better. Because yeah, that level of shooting uh, from a two-point range is unacceptable. 40% on twos 
is an unacceptable number. Um, like I said, his box or plus minus numbers were, were pretty low this season, so that, that's a concern. True shooting was low as well. Now, where would I, I like him to, to go? I think anywhere outside the top six or seven is probably right for him from seven onwards, um, and I don't think he should fall outside the lottery. Again, we're looking at a guy that, that is probably a, a weak starter, high-end sixth man overall in the NBA. Maybe he can become a fourth starter, but if he can figure out the the shot making on a better and space team, if he can figure out the passing to become above average, then yeah, he can be the 20th best point guard in the NBA in the peak of his career. And that's pretty good. That would give him a few top 100 fantasy seasons, I believe. Get him to 18, 6, and 6. They're really good numbers. And that's not an outrageous expectation. He just has to go from a 40% shooter or 38% shooter and get to 43 or 44 and you take the shots judiciously. But overall, I do think his role is going to be that 25-minute-a-night bench guard, engine, powerhouse, who provides solid enough defense, although he is limited to, uh, to defending just at that one position. So, Cole Anthony, a guy that uh, you're going to really, really impress me more watching the video, um, and you can see the deficiencies, and you can see why they're there. His fault and others' faults, and that's good to be able to get that rationale in behind it. Um, but overall, yeah, solid enough lottery pick who's not the strongest of options, but someone who I think we look at high school footage versus college footage, and yeah, he's probably somewhere in between. And that's sort of, I think how we should be looking at Cole as we move forward. I'm going to be doing another scouting report maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. We'll see. Undecided on which player it will be. At this point, it will probably be Tyrese Maxey. So stay tuned for that one. Don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.